Hey there, Patty Dominguez here with episode 177 of the Positioning to Profit podcast. I want to thank you so much for checking out today's show. I have a special guest, Patty Block from theblockgroup.net. Now, Patty is coming out with her own book, which is called Your Hidden Advantage, Unlock the Power to Attract the Right Fit Clients and Boost Your Revenue. But the thing that was so cool about our conversation is not only do we talk about Patty and her background and how she brings what she learned from her mom into her business, which I thought was so endearing, but she also opened my eyes tremendously to something that I hadn't ever really thought about. And that is the idea of selling your business. In fact, even when you think you don't have a business, like she tells the story of a client who was not aware that she actually had a business to sell. And what happened years later is she sold it for more than she imagined is now semi-retired, etc. So that is the type of work that Patty is doing for other women in entrepreneurship. It's such a great conversation. It really allows you to think on the next horizons of your business. So not just thinking about the here and now, but also really considering what would be possible in your business if you set up your business, teed up your business so that it could be sold. Imagine that. Pretty cool, right? So that is the interview for today. Patty Block from theblockgroup.net. It was such a pleasure to have her here. And I look forward to you hearing it too. All right, here we go. Hey there, I'm Patty Dominguez. You're about to discover what it means to position your brand and your business to stand out. This show explores the stories of small business owners just like you who are bringing their message out to the world and impacting their tribe. So if you want to take your business to a category of one status, then hang with me because this podcast shares everything you need to know about how to be more prolific with your brand so that you can have more profits. All right, Patty Block. Patty, my name's sake, who spells it the correct way. Patty with a Y. Patty Block, <laughs> welcome to the Positioning to Profit podcast. What an honor to have you here from the Block Group. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Likewise. So I am super excited because I love connecting and collaborating with women like you. I feel and this is a very high compliment. You're an OG, meaning You've been around the block. You know what this is like to have a business, to be in the entrepreneurial space. The sheer wisdom that comes into play with that is just something that everyone who is listening to this, please stop and listen, because we're going to go through a really special journey with Patty on what you can do. We're going to be talking about her book and then which I don't necessarily cover all the time, so this is super special, is what do you do after you have everything in place and you're looking at the future? So how's that for an open loop to really build curiosity here on what we're going to cover? But before that, Patty, would you please do us the honor of of telling us a little bit of your origin story and how you got to where you are today? Sure. I think when we're growing up, we all think that life is a straight line. And as we grow and learn and have more life experience, of course, we realize life is full of lots of twists and turns. And that has been the case for me. So I had a a company many years ago as a political consultant and a lobbyist, and I loved it. It was fascinating and I'd never do it again. 
And that's because living in the political arena is as ugly as you think it is. And you can only tolerate that for so long, or at least I could only tolerate it for so long. It was really fascinating. And the frustration I had in that business was that I had a lot of revenue ups and downs because all my revenue was tied to the election cycle. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So in order to even out my revenue, I added the lobbying because that's year round and the trade-off was travel. So I had to travel to our state capital. I did some federal work and local work. I'm based in Houston, Texas. And all of that was fine until all of a sudden I'm 35 years old. I have three little kids at home, a thriving business and a surprise divorce. And realized very quickly that I needed to stabilize things for my family and stop traveling. And ultimately, it was a really hard decision, but I decided to close my business after eight years because I needed health insurance for my kids. And at that time, you couldn't just go out and buy health insurance. So I needed a job. And I went to work for an international school as director of development, handling fundraising, marketing, and public relations and then became director of operations. So was there for about eight years. And again, I'm planning the block group during that time, but I'm also waiting for my kids to get older and more independent. At the time of the divorce, my youngest was about two and he just turned 31. Oh, wow. So I have now raised my children on my own, did not have financial support and really focused on raising good human beings. And I've now done that. And in fact, all three of my children are business owners. That is so good. I literally just got chills. So they ventured into the entrepreneurship space, being inspired by their mother, who really, wow, it's such a great way to lead by example. They saw kids are always watching. Isn't that the truth? It's so true. And even though they sometimes complain that I worked all the time, I had a very demanding job at the international school. And I loved it, being around kids and families, and it's just a great opportunity for me. And even though my kids sometimes complained that I was working all the time, you're right. And I took my role as a role model really seriously. And my kids are now grown, and I've done that part of my job. And in fact, I'm a new grandmother. So I'm very excited to have my first grandchild. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. That's amazing how you're going into this next chapter. And what's really interesting that what here you are as a grandma and you are just launching a new book, which is called Your Hidden Advantage, Unlock the Power to Attract the Right Fit Clients. Right. And oh, sorry, go ahead. You were going to say? And boost your revenue. And boost your revenue, which is really the why we're doing this, right? So I'd love to talk a little bit about that because as I'm looking at this and just finding out more about your book, and can you tell us a little bit about what is your hidden advantage or can you give us a little peek under the tent as to what that means? You bet. And let me mention that when I left the international school, I started the block group in 2006. So I've been working for decades with women business owners who are experts in their fields. And what I realized is this book has been inside me for a long time. And I've been teaching these concepts for a long time. And one of my frustrations 
was I wanted to reach a bigger audience. I wanted to help more women business owners and felt as though the book would be a great way to do that. So that has been part of my mission. What I realized after all these years of working with women is that we each have a hidden advantage, something that builds value in the mind of our buyers. And sometimes it's even hidden to ourselves. Mm. We may not realize what it is that we really bring to our clients. We think we're an accountant, we're an attorney, we look at all the labels. You could be a business advisor, you could be a marketing expert, lots of different types of experts. But we don't think about and often don't investigate what it is that our clients value the most in working with us. And there are millions of accountants and millions of attorneys. Yes. So why are they choosing you? Why do they come back to you? Why do they continue to work with you? So that's the peek behind the curtain was putting into print that work and what I teach about how do you find and unlock your hidden advantage because that is what makes you different. And it also helps you become more confident when you're talking about the type of work you do and the type of results that you get. Yes, I love it. And I love how going into the book, you have start by beating the broken cookie effect. I also use that as an example of why it's so important to position your business to profit. So we're we're very much in the same realm of what we talk about. In fact, I have that chocolate chip cookie there for that reason, because my big epiphany came when I was doing a consulting job and there's all these people on a Zoom call and they were all talking about this whole project. It was positioning. I was like, oh my gosh, if we're going into this extensive amounts of conversation around positioning and the importance of it for a product, which turned out to be a cookie, why aren't we doing that for ourselves as small business entrepreneurs? So that was my big epiphany. I'm like, this is what I'm going to be talking about because it is that important. So how do you use start by beating the broken cookie effect? Just out of curiosity. I love that. When I was growing up, my mom made these fabulous cookies. The whole house smelled good. It was warm. The cookies were gooey. And all my life, I watched my mom eat the broken cookies. But it wasn't until I was a teenager that I even thought to ask her, why do you only eat the broken cookies? Do they taste better? And she laughed and said, no, I eat the broken cookies so you can have the whole ones. And this memory came rushing back to me several years ago when I was struggling to put words around a pattern that I had seen in all of the women business owners that I had worked with. And I wanted to be able to help others understand this pattern and beat it because it was really limiting what we were doing. And the pattern starts with we undervalue ourselves and we underprice our services. Then we may add staff, technology, we start spending money and investing it in specific things. And then we end up over delivering for our clients. I don't think I've ever met a woman business owner who is not over-delivering because we're high achievers and because we want to get the best result and we care very deeply, so we tend to over-deliver. When you have that configuration of undervaluing, underpricing, 
spending money and investing it in certain things, especially staff, which can be expensive, and then over delivering, your profit goes poof. And that's what I call the broken cookie effect. And the dynamic is that we follow our role models, our moms and our grandmothers, who brought this spirit of self-sacrifice to everything they did. And while that is lovely, when we bring it into our businesses, it can really be a limiting factor and cause other problems inside the business, because I believe everything flows from pricing. And if you get your pricing right and you're selling to the people who understand the value you bring, then everything will start to fall into place and you'll become more profitable. You'll also become more confident and you will be able to talk about yourself, your pricing, your business, your results with a lot more confidence. I love that. It's really interesting. This came to mind because I talk about that too around the price war game, right? Where I even had a conversation last week. I randomly sent something out to my list and I said, hey, just as a pure give, no pitch at the end, I really just want to to add value to my to the people that are on my list. I said, I'll have conversations, just like strategy calls, like these mini strategy calls with five people. And what was really interesting is that all five of the calls had to do with mindset interestingly enough. Do I have what it takes? Imposter syndrome. Pricing was definitely an issue where, but that's just what the market will bear. And I say this as well, where I'm like, you don't understand when you take a look at your overhead and all the other things that go into play with your pricing, you're really not taking the full scope of what it means to price. And I'm sure that's what you're talking about, Patty. I'd love to get your take on this because it's curious. All five calls had to do with the mindset around, do I have what it takes, pricing your worth, and then feeling like this isn't enough. I know I have felt that way too. I've gone through those trials and tribulations as well. What would you say just to encapsulate the value of your book and what you bring and how this could be a really eye-opening book to read to help them understand to your point enough with the self-sacrifice because there's a bigger opportunity in front of you and if you don't what is it going to cost us to not take the proper action to course correct this very well said and haven't we all experienced that yeah partially because how we're raised not to talk about ourselves we're raised to suppress our emotions and our intuition, even our powers of perception. So perception is tuning into others. Intuition is tuning into yourself. And in a business setting, we're all taught to suppress that. So one of the things that I developed for the book is called the SNAP system, S-N-A-P. And it's based on Ginger Snap, which actually was my mom's nickname because she went to Burning Man in 2014. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And that's amazing. So there's a story in the book about my mom going to Burning Man and getting her nickname, which is Little Miss Ginger Snap. And I use Snap in the book to describe a system that will help you beat the broken cookie effect. And S stands for stop believing the myths. N is narrow your focus, which is about finding your ideal buyers. A is assess your value, which is all about pricing and building a pricing model. And P is practice your power, which is about business communication. And I teach specific techniques in the book 
to build your confidence and to be able to speak about what I mentioned a minute ago about your pricing, about yourself, because we're taught as kids that if you talk about yourself, it's bragging. And here in Texas, we have a saying that it's not bragging if it's true. And so helping women understand that everything they've accomplished in their career has built to this point where they can talk about themselves and their accomplishments without feeling like it's bragging. So the SNAP system is specifically designed and there are chapters in the book that walk you through and there are also exercises in the book that walk you through how do you accomplish each piece so that you can beat the broken cookie effect. And I want to make an important point, which is it's not about putting others last. It's not about being arrogant and self-serving and all the terrible connotations that brings. It's about understanding your real value, what it is you bring to your clients and your colleagues and your families, and why everyone else is getting the whole cookie. And we live on crumbs. Yeah. So it's to to shift that thinking. And what you said a moment ago about what the market can bear, that's one of my personal pet peeves. Because you and I both know there's no such thing as what the market can bear. And there is a price point for every buyer. And we see that everywhere. It's the difference between Walmart, Macy's, and Neiman Marcus. You can buy a blouse in all three stores. But which woman shops in which store depends on how much money she can spend and what she values. And so I'm typically a Macy's shopper and especially for clothing. So I can't think of a circumstance where I would go to Neiman Marcus because I don't really care about designer apparel. It doesn't matter to me. So I wouldn't spend a lot of money on that. But I know lots and lots of people who who would, who think... And who do, because that is important to them. And the quality of the merchandise is very important to them. And they're going to have that item for years and years. And it's part becomes part of their wardrobe. So for them, that's really important. It's the same thing when you're selling your service. There are people who will value the high level of service that you provide, the high level of expertise. And then there are people who are price shopping. And price shoppers are probably not your ideal buyers. But as women, we often wait for the phone to ring. So we're waiting, we're hoping, and often we're talking to the wrong people. So when you can define and go out and find your ideal buyer, they will understand the value and then your pricing makes sense to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. I love it. So please do check out that book, everybody, because this is exactly the foundational principles around having a business that you can be really proud of, that you can stand rock solid in your foundation to say, I value my value. I know who my clients are and I'm going to boost my income as a result of that. So that all happens with your hidden advantage. Unlock the power to attract right fit clients and boost your revenue. So super exciting, Patty. Now, Big question for you, because you and I had a conversation the other day, which I thought I was beyond. I was like, this is so good, Patty. This is insane. When somebody has their business together, when a woman has her business together, and then she is looking at 
how do you get to the next level? We think of the next level. I always hear people like, I want to get to a million dollars, right? That's that elusive, that, that mile marker, the milestone, what have you. But you had a really phenomenal perspective. And we talked a little bit about this whole exiting, exiting. Not enough conversations are happening around exiting. And I love when you talked about how women actually believe that they don't have a business to exit out of necessarily to potentially sell. I'd love to turn this over to you to share this whole concept that you help your clients with directly around this concept of exiting. What does it mean? How does it work? What should we open our eyes to as a new opportunity? Very well said. I have to say, you've encapsulated what is so exciting about this phase of business. And that is when you are making great money, you've got your team in place, you understand exactly who your clients are, who your buyers are, all of those pieces have come into place through a lot of hard work and over time. You're a little bit further along in your business journey. and the challenge becomes, how do you, A, stay excited about your business? Because with mastery, sometimes we get bored. We get antsy. We get frustrated. Sometimes we want to do other things. And often I work with women who have multiple companies, partially for that reason, because it's exciting and fun. When you have hit your, let's say your first million, and The first question that I get asked is, how do I get to my next million? How do I continue to grow in a way that is fun and exciting and really serves my clients? So that's what we work on. Anytime that you're building value in your company, you are positioning yourself to exit. And someday you will have to exit your company, whether it's voluntary or not. So it could be a health issue. It could be a family health issue. It could be that you choose to exit because you want to do something else or you might want to retire, although most women don't retire. And we go on to do other things, sometimes turning a hobby into a business, sometimes partnering with other people. So there's lots of opportunity and They feel as some women feel as though they've done what they could do with their existing company and they want to pass it on. And sometimes that's to a family member or a key employee, or they want to sell to a third party. So I work with a lot of women who are in that stage. They want to get to their next million. They want that fun and excitement. And they also want the validation of being able to sell their company, whether they choose to or not. They want to position it for sale. So that is the work that I do. Again, all of the women that I work with are experts in their fields. And the biggest mistake that I see this population making is believing they don't have anything to sell. And so they just keep on the treadmill. They keep running, walking on the treadmill, doing what they're doing, bringing in great money, making good profit investing and building wealth, which is great. I'm somebody who believes that wealth in the hands of women elevates society as a whole. And nothing against the guys. I've raised two sons. But because women have not often been taught to build wealth or taught to be a breadwinner, 
when we are the breadwinner, when we are building wealth, that is very validating and it sets up future generations to be able to do the same things. Yes, indeed. And men have been raised to do that. Yeah. So it's different for women and we're still learning. We still have a ways to go. So that is the focus of bringing the tenants from the book, right? It's still the SNAP system of making sure that your beliefs are working for you instead of against you, making sure you're working with the right people, making sure your pricing is appropriate, and making sure that you're effectively communicating all the value that you bring. So it's those same basic tenants, except this population now has mastery of that and has been doing it for many years. Sometimes they've been in business 25 or 30 years. Mm. And now we're going to start building that value in a different way using those basic tenants so that they can get to their next million and position their company for exit. Patty, I'd love for you to share this, okay, obviously without naming names, an example of a woman, because I thought that was so powerful when you said to me, the fact that a woman doesn't even realize that she can sell her business. That must be a huge epiphany moment for her to say, wait a minute, what? Like all the hard work, all of those nights, all of the wall kicking moments and all the things come to light to say, wait a minute, I do have something of substance here. I do have something that somebody could potentially want. I'd love to hear a story like that of somebody that you've helped as client viewers. Sure. So let me start with the story and then I'm going to talk a little bit about some pitfalls because I think that may be helpful. We'll call my client Deborah, not her real name. Deborah is an expert in the elder care industry and she built a company that helps adult children navigate the minefield of declining parents, resistant family members, and a super confusing healthcare system. So she's providing this fabulous service. She's working with people who really need her help because there's so much family dynamic that gets involved in this. And when she and I met, her belief was that she needed to bring in more and more clients in order to generate more revenue, have it be more consistent, and really build the value of her company. And What happens when you do that is that you're creating a whole new set of problems, right? You need more people, you need more processes, you need all kinds more technology. And so you're increasing your expenses and you may not be increasing your revenue at the level that you need to in order for you to really build value. So Deborah was still excited and happy with her company, but realized that it wasn't doing everything she wanted it to do. As we worked together, we talked about exit. And she said, but I don't have anything to sell. Yes, you do. And let me mention one of the pitfalls and one of the false beliefs. We believe, even if we have something to sell, that there's some cookie cutter method we can use to build value in our company. And there isn't. And it doesn't really matter what you build. It matters what your ultimate buyer thinks is valuable. So I'm going to say that again a little differently. So I can put tons of time, money, and energy into building my team and doing an operations manual and all the pro- documenting all my processes. I can do all of that. 
and it can build great value in your company. But if my buyer five years from now comes in and he wants the name of my company, the domain for my website, and my client list, and he doesn't want anything else, then I have invested all that time, energy, and money in building things that I think are valuable, but my my buyer doesn't care about. And that is a very, very common dynamic. We think we know what people will think is valuable. And we can't know because you don't know who your buyer is going to be. And different buyers value different things. Yeah. So when I explain to Deborah that it takes about five years to position your company for exit, to build that value, and to find those right buyer who does value your company and is willing to invest in that, we rolled up our sleeves and we got to work. We used the SNAP system and did all of the steps that I mentioned. We built the value of her company. And after six years of working together, she had a buyer who came to her, offered her more than double what she anticipated getting. And because we had done such a good job positioning her company for exit, the sale happened very quickly. And it was so gratifying for her, so validating to know that all the work we had done did pay off and she can now choose if she wants to do something else or or retire. Yeah. And it's given her so many more choices. So that has been, in fact, that just happened last year that she sold her company and I helped her through the due diligence period and the transition period. So all of those pieces fell into place and she happened to have a buyer who did value all of the steps that we took and all the ways that we built value. And one other thing I want to mention that is very valuable, but we overlook is your intellectual property. Yes. And having a good IP attorney, intellectual property attorney is really helpful because you can intentionally build your frameworks, your branding, your messaging, all of the pieces that are really valuable as your intellectual property. Whether you go through the copyright process or the registration process, that is still valuable. I don't want to overlook that aspect as well. And sometimes a buyer will just want to buy your intellectual property. Right. Oh my gosh, sensational. So I love the fact that in that process, in the six years that you worked with her, you really helped her to pave the way for this. The fact that she got double the offer of what she anticipated, I'm sure she was like, wow, what a nice surprise. But when you have all your ducks in order and you tee it up to, to make the most of that opportunity, that is such a testament for the work and the importance of what you're doing. So I find it so exciting, especially and the initial conversation was, I don't know if there was anything here for me to sell. And wow, how many of us think that? So this is just to show you, for those of you watching or listening, please take this as, as the idea to create the vision beyond just the here and now, but looking at it for the future. Intellectual property, what are your assets? And Patty said, it's not even about 
to have all your SOPs in order. Okay, that may be one thing, but what if the buyer isn't looking for that? Those are just some, so many different considerations that somebody like Patty can help you with that. So I love it. I love that story. When you, when we talked about that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so inspiring because it's really, you're helping women to open their eyes to see the future and that horizon of exiting and what it could potentially look like when you have everything in order, like you said. So kudos to you, Patty, for the work you're doing. It's amazing. I would love to transition to the fast five questions, if that's okay with you. You bet. (laughs) Okay. So these are five questions I ask. You can answer organically. There are no wrong answers. And with that, let's go ahead and get started. Question number one, Patty, what would make this a great year for you? Well, wider distribution of my book, for sure, because I want to help more women business owners. So I think that would make it a wonderful year. I think the other thing is because I'm a new grandmother and very unfortunately, my mom passed away very suddenly Mm -hmm. about six months ago. And it was very shocking because she wasn't sick. She wasn't old. Relatively speaking, she was 83. And that was a really, uh, it was a blow to our family. And in fact, my grandson is named after her. And so it's her legacy lives on, but I think going through the grieving process and on the one hand, feeling so sad and shocked and having all the grief from my mom dying to the joy of my new grandchild. And then he's named after her. And so I think also having the opportunity to spend more time with him would also make this a fabulous year. That's beautiful. And I love your story about your mom being at Burning Man. She sounds like she was such a legend, <laughs> like really a legend. <laughs> That's so amazing. And the and how she inspired these key points in your book too. Sounds like she's a very special woman. Number two, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Raising my children. Number three, person, place, or thing. What is one thing that inspires you greatly? A person, place, or thing that inspires me? I have to say my children. Yeah, My children inspire me and they help me in my business. I help them in theirs. It's very symbiotic. And they're such good people. You did good. You did good, Patty. Number four, what is one thing that you wish somebody would have told you when you first started your entrepreneurship journey? That life is not a straight line. <laughs> you started with that, didn't you? Yeah. Absolutely. And last question, Patty, after all is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? I'd like it to be a legacy of love. And I will say, I know that sounds cheesy, but it's also very heartfelt that I want the people that I care most about to know it while I'm alive and to remember it after I'm gone. That's beautiful. Patty Black, how do people find out more about your book, about this exiting philosophy that you have? How do people engage with you to work with you directly? So to find the book, go to yourhiddenadvantage.com. There are some free bonuses there that are companion pieces to the book, including a video training called The Value Equation. So please avail yourself of that at yourhiddenadvantage.com. And you can reach out to me through LinkedIn. 
It's Patty with a Y, as Patty mentioned at the beginning, because we both spell our name correctly. It's the only way to spell it. It is, absolutely. <laughs> so Patty Block, Patty with a Y on LinkedIn. And you can also reach me through my website, theblockgroup.net, theblockgroup.net. And there's a contact form, and I'd love to hear from you. And when you contact me, please mention this podcast so I can make that mental connection. Patty, thank you so much for sharing your brilliance, all of these beautiful stories, the value that you're bringing to the women, to women in entrepreneurship, especially, and how you're leaving that legacy with the work that you're doing. So it's been a joy to have you on. You're welcome on any time. And I look forward to reading your book and diving into finding out more about the SAM method and all these other things you talk about. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hey there, thanks for checking out the show, Positioning to Profit. It means a world to me that you've stayed here till the end. And if you love the show as much as we love putting it together for you, will you please do me a favor and leave a rating and review over on iTunes? It would really help the show and to get the message out. And when you do, do me a favor, send me a message over on socials, either Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, any of those. Let me know that you left a review. Not only will I give you a shout out, but I'll be in touch with you to send you a little something, something as a thank you for what you've done. All right. Also, like I mentioned, I'm on the socials, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, please do make sure to connect. I love connecting with new people and it just, again, really helps to get the word out. So thank you so much again for checking out the episode. And if you're looking for some goodies, head on over to my website. You can just go to positioningexpert.com and it'll take you right to my website. Lots of good stuff there. All right. See you next time.